Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Welcome to another edition of the Get What a Podcast. And today I am lucky enough, and I've been chasing you down for a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit. I'm good has. to connect. I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> it is. So, Warner Moore, and that's two O's. It is two O's, yes. M O O R E. That's right. Yeah, not just one, just two. So, and Warner is a super. Big guy in the community. Super big. Like. Only when I stand up. I'm not <laughs> that tall. <laughs> well, when you talk tech in the Columbus community, your name comes up. So, you're a pretty big guy. Well, it's, uh, there's a lot of cool folks out there <laughs> doing cool things, right? Uh, community is all about uh, smart people and passionate people coming together to do cool things together. So uh, it's not really any single person. <laughs> uh, and if they claim to be, they're, they're probably not a part of it. <laughs> they're probably not a part of it. All right. So let's start with um, how you got into IT. And you don't have to start, like, in high school, I built a robot, and then <laughs> <laughs> fast forward a little bit. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I, I've always been into technology in various forms. Um, I, I used to run BBSs in the 90s, back when nerds got together and called each other's computers using modems uh, over the phones, <laughs> right? Um, I, I, I did that. So, uh, really, uh, my career did start in my youth um, running Unix systems because uh, I really like multi-user systems. I, I thought that was cool. Uh, people talking to each other, using the internet in the 90s, being able to talk to people around the country was cool to me. So uh, technology was interesting, but it was just as much being able to connect with people all over. And back then, right, the internet came out of academia DARPA originally, so military, but really academia, universities, uh, different universities connecting and talking to each other. So that whole open culture, freedom of information, and um, uh, that approach and philosophy is what drove a lot of my interest in technology and open source. So uh, I, I have a pretty traditional career path, at least for folks who started around then, where you uh, earned your stripes doing um, uh, any tech work you could. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it, well, the cool tech jobs back then were internet service providers, so okay. that's a lot what I did. And I, at the time, I, I, was, I, I always thought I'd create my own, maybe not a dial-up internet service provider, but a uh, Unix or multi-user or more modern internet service provider. But around the time I, I would have started my own business, the bubble had popped. Uh, <laughs> it was a challenging time for all in technology. And the market was different. Uh, that space was consolidi uh, consolidating and 
being commoditized. So, well, what was cool then or what looked to be becoming cool was uh, websites, right? Large-scale distributed computing systems, the Internet. They weren't large-scale back then, but (laughs) over time we built them that way. So really, um, the Internet, the Internet was super interesting to me, and then it was all downhill from there. Oh, boy. Um, I, I've had just about every technology or engineering job there is over the years. Um, uh, tech support, of course, uh, database admin, security engineer, systems engineer, software. Um, so you're a coding guy, like you could code. Oh, I can, <laughs> certainly. Uh, it's really not my focus these days, but once upon a time, that's for sure. We'd love to know where, what was, what's your first my first? Oh, well, basic's the easy one, of course, but uh, maybe the first one I, I became more interested in, uh, I wouldn't say Pascal, maybe more Pearl. Okay. Where I always like to ask because people, it dates them. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I normally would have volunteered that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still like do. Pearl. It's not cool anymore, but I like it. But you like it. Okay. I have this signed camel from Larry Wall. I keep it in my office. <laughs> the O'Reilly camel uh, oh. on the O'Reilly books. So there's still just some love there. A little bit. But <laughs> really, it's uh, all about the right tool for the job. Uh, using modern technologies in modern ways to solve problems in meaningful ways. I, I don't get too stuck on specific technologies these days. Okay. So lead us down the path more. Yeah. So every tech job there was, uh, I've probably done a form of it at one point. And really, I I got tired of solving the same problems again and again, using different uh, fancy names. And I started focusing more on architecture and then management. And really, that's where my career has been for a while now, focusing more on leading teams, building teams, uh, helping create a strategy for security and technology in ways that help businesses be more innovative. And that's your business. It is. Well, uh, that's one of my... Be- I do strategy <laughs> consulting, so okay. my business, Gamma Force, is one of the primary things I do. Um, it's, But I, I spend a lot of time with startups and growth companies. Um, so if you talk to enterprise folks, it, it it's a different game where it might be helping teams be more innovative when there's these uh, legacy systems, uh, large-scale web sphere, web logic, you name it. Uh, Java all over the place uh, is a very different game, whereas creating a company, um, I I spent time with Bull Penguin uh, over the past year. I joined the company pretty early and helped build that up, uh, an insurance technology company. And... Well, it was a clean slate. You build a new company, it's a clean slate. Right. <laughs> you don't have to 
Now, were you an employee of Bolt Bag One, or were you just there consulting, helping them? I was. Uh, I was an early employee at Bolt Penguin. I, when I joined the company, it was maybe not even 10 folks. Really? Okay. Okay. And now they're one of my clients. <laughs> uh, helped them out for about a year and okay. re- refocused. Um, I know quite um, a few people who are over there now. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. lots of great folks. Yeah. Uh, been building a really strong team it's uh, over a hundred people now it's huge now yeah. i went to their holiday party what does that tell you i went drinking there i went to their <laughs> holiday party <laughs> and yeah they blew up it's like root insurance out of nowhere kind of just took over yeah bull pigwood's uh three years old um so a year ago it was um shoot probably not even 20 folks so over a hundred yeah. A really strong business, uh, great opportunity in the commercial insurance space. So it, it, they, they'd they really been under the radar all up until a few months ago, maybe six months ago. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who's their um, DevOps guy. Why can't I think what his name is? Well, uh, Frank Lamantia yeah. built a lot yes. of this stuff originally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Frank's a great person. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed yeah. working with him. So, yeah. I know him from, um, he did a talk here at Rev1 on DevOps. And oh, so, cool. Yeah, so. Awesome. So, so okay. So, so, see? Easily squirrels run <laughs> through the room. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, so put there, a startup and growth company game is way different than... Uh, uh, trying to untangle a rat's nest of 30 and 40 years. And I, I can play in those spaces too, but that's not where I spend the most time. Um, I, I was super early at cover my meds, right? And right. we had a clean slate there as well. It's not about how how to fix the mess. It's how how to create something that makes sense and scales over time. Yeah, cover my meds. Um Know quite a few people over there, but Nick left and did script drop, and Larry mm-hmm. Scott. We've had Larry. Um, I used to work with him also. So yeah, and now they're not a startup. Oh no, they're they're, <laughs> they're also well into growth mode. Uh, great yes. people. I, yes. I, I work closely with Nick. I, oh. We stay in touch. Yeah. So um, Nick's the one who went on um, the game show, The Price is Right. Remember we had Amanda. I had a. I'm good friends with Amanda Way. Oh, awesome! And um, she was telling me about Nick being on the prices right, and he won. <laughs> NickClapping.com. Uh, have you seen that? I have not. NickClapping.com. Uh, we we used to be in uh, big fancy meetings uh, with our customers that cover my meds, and one of the things we like to talk about was our culture, um, uh, uh, employee centric culture. I, it was big part of our values and how we like to operate and a lot of our customers were more traditional so when they were visiting well they'd look around and they might see uh, some beer uh, depending on the time of the day uh, well really any time of day because <laughs> the entire company's full of responsible adults and they know what they can do uh, that's right for them and they, they'd see that in shorts and T-shirts and get confused pretty quick. So depending on the client and the circumstance, I, I'd bring up NickClapping.com, which is a, a video of Nick on The Price is Right. <laughs> it, it, We're totally going to have to check this out. Poor Nick. He's been 
talked about more on this podcast about his prices right. <laughs> Amanda said they have a loop of it. Yeah, it's super it. cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So you were cover my meds, right? Startup. That's right. Hugely successful. Bald penguin. Helped him start up. Hugely successful. What's next? Well, right now I'm focused uh, on my businesses and helping others be successful through my business. Um, I have some early things I'm working on that um, I'm not talking as loudly about. And maybe well down the road, we'll see. But really uh, just uh, having a good time working with folks in the community and seeing what good work we can do. That's great. That's great. And you're so tell us again about what you focus on in your company? Well, uh, primarily strategy consulting. Okay. Um, so uh, we help organizations understand their security and technology needs. I do a lot of virtual CISO work. So uh, a young company or even a big company might not be in a position where it makes sense to hire a full-time chief information security officer. Okay. So I can come in and help um I, like some of the work I, I did pretty early with bolt penguin was help align their product strategy and tech strategy to a deal we negotiated with an early customer and then help execute to that plan um so on that side uh it, it was originally more technology and uh an, one of the projects i led was uh, building out their security program uh, so that's fairly well established now, Okay. a, a year later. <laughs> so depending on the client, it might be uh, understand what the business drivers are for security and help uh, align that to what their goals are. So it might be compliance or maybe the type of information they're using, the type of customers they have, have higher security standards because either somebody might want to steal that information or the types of customers are more sensitive to how information is treated. So understand all the factors, and it varies substantially depending on the type of business, the industry, what the product is, who the customers are. Understand that whole landscape and then help the company build out a roadmap and a strategy for um, getting a risk-based security program in place. And typically where I add the most value is come in, help understand the roadmap, build a strategy around it, and then depending on what the needs are, I might bring partners on or help bring on a team to execute some implementation projects uh, with one of my clients right now, uh, I've been working on building out an identity management solution um, and brought on part of the team to help with that. Wow. So it really just depends. Um, but where I focus more is understanding the landscape and then partnering with the organization to figure out how to help them achieve those objectives. Um, and it might be on the technology or product side, uh, uh, helping companies scale, building teams, uh, both technology and security teams. I've built uh, half a dozen different security and privacy programs now. I've 
Well, I built the um, infrastructure and operations and information security and security operations teams that cover my meds. So during my time there, I brought on over, shoot, over 27 folks. It's not something I think about as much anymore. Wow. And um, <laughs> so, uh, so really helping companies scale. Or if it's early, it might just be... Uh, understanding the landscape well enough to focus on the things that matter most now. Um, but really, strategy focused on areas <laughs> where my background is deepest. Wow, that's great. And so um, along with that, though, you're, we talked about the community and how active you are in the community. We were just talking earlier, not here with Darren, but talks and conferences and you have that too so not only do you have your own business but <laughs> you're out in the community you do a lot for startups you're a busy guy yeah i <laughs> I, I don't have much slack time I, I, like you were asking about earlier um if uh, i'm familiar with a television oh. show it's uh <laughs> And those are the sort of things that uh, I don't have as much time with. Um, but uh, I, 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 I do need to make more time for sleep lately, it seems. So. Oh, no. But uh, super passionate about community. And that's partly how I became involved with Cover My Meds. Because uh, leading, leaving to checkout, um, which I'd spent a long time with... Um, it was an early Columbus success story. Uh, we uh, brought on growth capital. It was essentially an exit for the founder, $67 million, and that was in the mid-2000s, so that was a big deal for Columbus at the time. I, I, I was um, managing the uh, operations team, uh, secu uh, wow. well, technology operations, not business operations, and uh, for the next company I, I wanted to work with, uh, value alignment was key. And one of the things that I was super passionate about was community. And like my rambling story earlier about <laughs> multi-user systems and the Internet, well, all that stuff was built on open source, right? Mm -hmm. And open source technologies are all about community, people coming together, contributing, building things together, and... Uh, a lot of those values come through in my community involvement as well. Um, I founded uh, the uh, Columbus chapter uh, with a gentleman who ran off to uh, SpaceX years back. Um, he left us for that. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> but I founded uh, Lapsa of Columbus here uh, seven years ago in September. It'll be seven or eight years. Now, at the time, part of the reason for that was... Uh, we had a lot of representation here for, say, Pearl, uh, Columbus mm -hmm. Pearlmongers was active at the time, or different uh, s uh, specific technologies. But on the infrastructure and operations side, there wasn't a lot of representation. At the time, we had Ohio Linux Fest, and that was about it. No user groups. So founded Laps of Columbus to help fill that gap, uh, and we're... Uh, user group that meets monthly, open to the, even though it's under LAPSA, which is a professional organization, 
uh, we're always open uh, to the community and we get really diverse backgrounds, all sorts of different technology professionals. And that's what we're all about. But we do focus our content uh, around speaking to the audience of an infrastructure and operational professional. But we'll have all sorts of different folks come through. And that's half the fun. So Labs of Columbus uh, been involved in that and uh, became very involved at in LAPSA for a while there, um, which is an international organization. And then, uh, let's see, I, I'm the conference chair and uh, on the board for Ohio Linux Fest. And okay. I've been in that team for a long time. I, I'm not really counting, so I'm not <laughs> going to say the wrong it's amount of gonna. years. <laughs> and our 17th event? will be November 1st and 2nd this year, ohiolinux.org. And we're one of the largest open source and Linux conferences in the country. Is it? It's here in Columbus? It is in Columbus. Okay. And we typically have over 1,000 people show up and wow. people come in internationally. Where are you having it? Uh, we've been at the Hyatt Regency in recent okay. history. So we'll be at the Hyatt Regency Attached. in downtown Columbus. Okay. By the um, Nationwide Arena and the conference. Exactly Columbus right. Conference Center. Right there at uh, High and Nationwide. Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, we're open to the community and have all sorts of different content, uh, but folks can attend for free. Uh, how many conferences oh, wow, can you really? attend for free? And then we have very affordable professional training as well. Okay. And uh, topics this year include things like AWS, orchestration, Terraform, cloud formation, Kubernetes, uh, web application security testing. Very broad topics. Yeah. Are you writing this down? <laughs> <laughs> Darren's a website guy. He's a, he's a techie guy over there. So... Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so then, that's November 1st and 2nd. That's We're right. plugging right now. You got to plug. So. Hey, it's all nonprofit. It's that's, community that's stuff, right? right? So, <laughs> so you plug. plug so do you have to thing. sign up or can you just show up? People can show up, but if you show up day of, there's a nominal fee. We charge 10 bucks at the door. So okay. it's better to register in advance and okay. pick the level that's aligned to your interests. Okay, okay. And uh, we have all sorts of different content. Um, uh, our career track is something that I, I founded, uh, and it is all focused on career development, soft skills, professional skills. Okay. And uh, that is a really interesting area for people who might not be as deep into certain technical topics. That's me. I'm not a technical <laughs> person. <laughs> so you have... A track for people like me who are not I'm in the IT world but I'm not a I'm not a coder. I couldn't code <laughs> by any means. So Yeah, yeah. All sorts of content there that's really just about building a professional career. Now do you have sponsors? We do. So this is the plug where you can like plug out for your sponsors too. <laughs> well, we're always looking for sponsors, and there's lots of great opportunities there. So this nonprofit, right? You said nonprofit. Five hundred one C three. That's right. Yeah, it's nonprofit. A nonprofit. Okay. So looking for sponsors. Do, if they're interested, do, is there a website? 
OhioLinux.org. Okay. L-I-N-U-X. Okay. So if people are listening and they want to go to the website, they can check out all that great information. So Lops of Columbus, Ohio Linux Fest, and I'm one of the founding organizers for DevOps Days Columbus. Oh, my God. That just happened, though, right? It is mid-September. Mid-September. So it's coming up really soon. Yeah, it is. Why did I think it already happened? I think because I've been hearing so much about it, I thought I missed (laughs) it. So it's coming up in mid-September. What date? I do not have that memorized. (laughs) I just like to throw one curveball question. Come on now. Um, So it's the DevOps days. DevOps days. That's right. Um, What a well, DevOps is thrown around a lot in tech circles. Too loose sometimes. And well, it really came out of DevOps days. Uh, DevOps days was founded in Ghent, Belgium. This will be the 10th year anniversary. So uh, there are a couple folks who went to Agile 2008, and they were talking about how software engineers and operations folks should work together more effectively. Right. And they came up with the concept uh, of DevOps. That Mm -hmm. was Patrick Du Bois and another gentleman. And they held DevOps days in Ken Belgium, so like-minded people could come together and chat about that concept. So now there's over 50 cities all around the world. DevOps Days Columbus is, this will be our fifth event, but it's not yet our fifth year. Did you go to the one in Belgium? I didn't. I'm really tempted to go this year, though, because all the community leaders uh, for the different organizations who can go are, are going to get together and meet. There's going to be a leadership summit for the Ooh, organizers. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. My my travel schedule that time of year is pretty tight right now, so I, I haven't made the decision yet. Um, but that's re- really cool. I, I, I've spoken at DevOps Days Amsterdam, but I've never been to the Ghent DevOps Days. Oh, okay. Okay. So DevOps days is really what helped popularize the term DevOps uh, back in 2008. Like before that, Google had site reliability engineering, but they really weren't talking about it. It was all internal. They had SRE practices, and folks can read about that. There's a Google site reliability engineering book. They just search the Internet for it. It's available for free. It's just it's an O'Reilly book, wow. but it's available for free. And then uh, earlier, my timeline's off. I I have a presentation about this. Uh, (laughs) I usually, the presentation is about the evolution of infrastructure and operations as a profession. It was around 2007, there were a couple folks from Flickr, John Allspaw being one of them, Uh, a dev leader and an operations leader, they came together and they spoke at a conference talking about a thousand deploys a day. Oh my God. And that was mind blowing at the time. Yeah. Or it might've been a hundred. And my numbers are off now (laughs) because what sounds normal now wasn't quite normal back then. Amazon does thousands a day, right? Thousands a day. A lot. But uh, back then it might've been smaller, but it was still a lot for the time. They're talking about it, and 
the term DevOps didn't exist then, but that was right around then where there was momentum building around these practices and people working in a different way. So a lot of those practices existed and there were people leading in the profession starting to come together and talk about it. But it was really DevOps days in 2008 that introduced the term DevOps to our professional cultures. Wow. Shoot, I would love to go to that one in Belgium. You want to go, Darren? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Especially since it's the 10th anniversary, you said? 10th anniversary. Wow. That's huge. Time flies. Oh, my God. (laughs) It'd be a hell of a party. (laughs) (laughs) But you said you've been to the one in Amsterdam? I have. Oh, my God. Even that's pretty awesome. What? Oh, it's incredible. (laughs) It's right on the um, one of the canals. So there's this multi-stage conference center uh, that has glass uh, on the perimeter, glass uh, windows. It is beautiful. Wow. And just one of the neatest conference centers ever and just really neat. The speaker party there, they put everyone on a boat, a canal boat. They had a band on it and it drove folks around the canal. So this party boat in Amsterdam with a band playing catered food bartenders and a bar on the boat it it was a good time (laughs) darren (laughs) that's awesome i won't be able to do that forget what it but maybe someday (laughs) well it's always inspired me when we have the ability to afford it uh, because devops stays this nonprofit, right it's a loosely organized international community community organization and oh well different events have different budgets but i look at devops days as an opportunity to showcase all the awesome stuff we have going on in columbus right because we have speakers travel from all around to come here and speak at the event so devops around the world because it's around the world right Mm -hmm. is on different days like it's not at the same time Okay. So do you, um, as an organization, worldly help out all the 50, you said there was 50 different cities? Indirectly. Okay. It's a loosely organized community organization. So it, a lot of it comes down to, uh, well, uh, individual commitment. Um, so, Organizers are encouraged to cross-pollinate and support other events, mm-hmm. but there's so many. Uh, often people focus in specific areas but right. might be more involved in others. Um, it tends to be a little more regional, like the folks in Belgium have been involved with Amsterdam. Mm, and in okay. the past, when we started DevOps Days Columbus, uh, Chicago had been around a couple years before us, so one of the organizers from Chicago came down and helped okay. uh, us get off the ground. Um, How many here in the United States? I don't know those numbers, but okay. there are a lot. There's now. a lot. Like it's across the country, not just in the Midwest. Oh yeah, all, okay. all around the country. Although, okay. Okay. <laughs> so not just focused. I was thinking more like the Chicago Midwest kind of. Minneapolis, I think, is one of the oldest in the states. Because they go check out Prince's 
mansion. Isn't Prince <laughs> from Minneapolis? Yes. They go to Raspberry Park. See? Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, I can't believe you don't know anything about Prince. Oh, my gosh. Showing my age. Darren's from Hawaii. Oh, cool. Yes. So I have a sister-in-law who lives in Oahu. Oh. Marine biologist. Go figure, right? Go figure. Really? Mm. That's pretty cool. Wow. There you go, Darren. Um, okay, so see how I easily I got distracted when we were talking about Hawaii. So <laughs> I think that you went to Amsterdam and and you spoke there, correct? That's we so did. awesome. That's so awesome. And then Belgium, you should really. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I need to study the calendar and see if I can force it. That's really cool. So. When in September, is this a day or two days? How It is two days. It's two days. Traditionally, we've been two days single track. But this year, we're going to do things a little differently. Last year, we had our first uh, invitation-only executive leadership summit. Oh, okay. So folks can apply to attend that. Uh, and, and really, we're just trying to help have content that's more uh, communicated, in a way that it's suitable for the audience, even though it may not be dramatically different from the primary conference. The principles are certainly not new to a lot of practitioners, but right. really it's helped to, to help share stories that communicate effectively to the audience. So if folks are interested in that, they can contact us and express their interest. Um, we're introducing workshops Okay. We've, we've never really had technical content. We've avoided technical talks. We might have case studies, but not how to use Kubernetes or whatever. Because um, really DevOps is more about how we work, uh, the culture and practices mm -hmm. to enable scalable technology organizations to work effectively. And a lot of the areas where we'd like to focus is to encourage diversity and uh, supportive, um, human-centric <laughs> um, technology cultures. So a lot of our content's more about how we work together in our professions and a little less about how to use the latest version of a specific technology. Okay. But this year we're going to have workshops for the first year, and we'll probably have a couple tracks happening concurrently. So oh, we're playing okay. with the... Uh, format a little bit um but it should be a really good program gold sponsorships are almost sold out um the cfp a call for presentations is open both for ohio linux fest and devops days oh okay so you're accepting speakers for both right now exactly okay right. great what's the website for the devops days DevOpsDays.org is a Dev great org. place to start. Okay. Columbus is linked there. And okay. There's a bunch of uh, letters after it, and it would be confusing <laughs> to say. DevOpsDays.org. So okay. And so um, this is a two-day. Is this nonprofit too? It is. So is there a fee for like a conference fee for the two days? It is, but it's mainly subsidized by sponsors. Okay. So it's very inexpensive to attend. I, I think our base price is around $150. So the typical. It actually yeah. costs us more per attendee because we have 
multiple meals a day. We have mm -hmm. parties and stuff. But the idea is to keep the cost really low for attendees and support, support most of the events via sponsorship. Okay. So you um, also take sponsorships for that, too? We do. Okay. So if anybody is interested in sponsoring that. Um, but you probably have a ton of local, like the Nationwides and the... We have a really diverse sponsor list there. I really companies all around the country. Mm -hmm. um, and we have had local support as well. well that's we good. tend to have better support from a lot of the local um, startups and technology companies. Cover My Meds has been a sponsor every year since we were founded, for example. Oh, that's great. They're huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They weren't when they, they were. first sponsored, but now they're They're massive. getting big and big and big. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, gosh, that's a lot. I mean, it's, you have Ohio Linux, and now you have the DevOps days coming up in September. That's right. And I also founded a nonprofit of 501c3 uh, nearly three years ago. We'll be three. Oh, wait. It's July. We're it's three right now. It's July. Are you going to sing happy birthday? I will. I don't, I don't have a very good voice. <laughs> we sung, uh, for uh, one of my clients today, we sung happy birthday during the stand-up. And the gentleman next to me, Jake, has an incredible happy oh, birthday voice. Jake, should he go on America's Best or America's Got Talent? Yeah, I, I suggested that Jake start <laughs> following me around and every time... I, we need to sing happy birthday. I'll just be quiet and he, he can he sing He could for be me. like your, um, what do they call it? Your um, your theme guy. <laughs> like follow you around and sing your theme. Yeah, now. that sounds good. I, I wouldn't mind one of those. Was he like a Marilyn Monroe happy birthday or like a... Oh, shoot. Uh, not as breathy as that, okay. but very good vocal range. Very, wow. <laughs> Go Jake. Yeah, so if anyone ever needs a good happy birthday, uh, dial up Jake Clark on LinkedIn. Oh, he'll he, love he'll that. He'll hook you up. <laughs> I love that pitch. <laughs> hey, Jake, I heard you sing happy birthday really well. So you, this organization, what's the name of this organization? Tech Community Coalition. Okay. Three years old. Tying to the theme there, uh, it's really about helping the larger community. Our, our mission is to enable the technology and startup communities through charity and education. So that can be pretty broad, but we tend to focus in two main things, providing resources to technology community leaders and also helping bring the larger community together. So every year since we were founded, we've partnered with Tech Life Columbus mm -hmm. and the Tech Community Holiday Party that we throw ben. is a um, Tech Community Coalition event. That's huge. The one at Hope Hall Works last night, where you or uh, I last year. Um, I stopped by. I had to, I was had obligated to, so I had to do like a swing through, mm. and um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's crazy how many people you know there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had uh, we sold out multiple times. In the end, we had over 400 people RSVP'd to mm -hmm. that. But it was over 30 community groups, right? Right. So it, it was so cool to have 30 different technology and startup community groups come together and just 
have a good time, support a charity for the holiday, and talk about different things. And that's one of the things a lot of the community doesn't necessarily do is cross-pollinate as well. And Tech Community Coalition looks for ways to enable that. And uh, on the community leadership side, we uh, try and provide resources for them. So a lot of groups, um, like Labs of Columbus, for example, isn't an actual business entity. So all these groups, right? And we do this because we're passionate about a subject, not necessarily because we want to get good at filing (laughs) articles of incorporation and IRS tax exemption requests and all that noise. So we don't. And with that, it limits our ability to scale or do different things in our organizations. So Tech Community Coalition can help with that, uh, providing fiscal sponsorship, such as um, handling payments and banking money on behalf of different organizations. So the past couple years, we've done that for women in analytics. Mm -hmm. We're behind the scenes helping with back office stuff there. So uh, for conferences and user groups, we can help in that way. But we're also starting to bring together more community resources. So if you're a community leader, you can get together and collaborate with other community leaders using different channels. We're working on creating a speaker bureau right now so that folks uh, on our website, techcc.org, can sign up to be published as a speaker and community leaders can go and look for folks who are experienced speaking in different topics in the local area. Yeah. So looking to do more things like that. And with that, we're looking for volunteers to help. Right now we're uh, a a three-person board (laughs) and looking to scale that. You're with Ben on this one, right? We collaborate a lot with Ben and Tech Life Columbus, okay. but Tech Community Coalition is mm-hmm. a separate organization. Who's on that with you? Uh, William Clifford, Bill Clifford, uh, Rafiq Rahman are, okay. are the two uh, board members, and Rachel Kershaw is helping organize as well. Okay. Um, the One of the big things and something I, I'm very insistent on is that in community and nonprofit activities, we shouldn't compete. Correct. We're working for free here. Why would we compete? Should come together. So with that, uh, we're not trying to reinvent the things Tech Life Columbus is doing. Right. Uh, the meetup where we can all promote and um, aggregate the different events we're organizing. Tech Life Columbus does that great. We don't want to do that. Uh, we were uh, tech. A community coalition was about to start a Slack a couple years ago and talking to a different couple different folks about it. And I, I ended up chatting with Ben Blancare about it at the time. And he's like, yeah, I want to do that too. I'm like, well, cool, great. Let's do it together. <laughs> so we started the Tech uh-huh. Life Columbus Slack and have 3,000 people on it now, give or take. That's where I get Ben's, um, Ben's um, travel. <laughs> he, his wife, right? They have the travel. The uh, van, van life? Yes, the van life. Yes, yeah, Sandy's Adventures. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep up on it with that. So, so. All right. I got the from Darren. 
This is a hand signal. <laughs> Darren. So I like to keep it like right around 45, 50 minutes. Just give or take. So, um, all right. So plug, plug everything you've got. Ohio Linux. Well, shoot. This uh, normally I have a slide up <laughs> and things to reference and stickers hanging out that people can take. It's way easier to take a sticker. So what you can do is find me out in the community and ask for a sticker. Um, but if you're interested in presenting, sponsoring, helping volunteer in any capacity, reach out. Uh, OhioLinux.org, DevOpsDays.org, TechCC.org. And if you'd like to uh, chat uh, about anything that was mentioned today, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, one of uh, the ways you can contact me is warner at gammaforce, G-A-M-M-A-F-O-R-C-E dot org. And I'm on LinkedIn, too, Warner Moore. How easy is that? <laughs> How easy is that with the two O's? <laughs> two O's. <laughs> right. So LinkedIn, email, website. You just have to type in his name in Google and it'll pop up. You pop up. Just so you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> I have an alert. You have to watch out for that stuff. <laughs> Somebody's watching you. Somebody's creeping <laughs> on you. So, all right. Well, you're a busy guy. I so appreciate you getting this time worked out that you could stop by. And um, I look forward to hopefully getting you to get to the get wet at conference i don't know i'll have to squeeze you in on the 30th if i just send you a ticket will you just show up uh let, let's chat about it let's <laughs> see what we can do yeah thanks so much for having me it's been a pleasure it's been great really thank nice you of so you to much i learned so much about you so now i feel like i'm we're connected i've learned about prince and apparently he has something in minneapolis <laughs> paisley park Paisley Park. Oh my god, that's my my age coming out. I like Paisley. That sounds fun. Yeah, Paisley Park. That's where he, he. There's a song about Paisley Park. I'm pretty sure that's the name of his like estate. Hmm. Yes, he's dead now. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's> a good <laughs> name. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks, Darren, again for a wonderful podcast. We don't ever get to. See, I'm going to have to bring Darren on this side every once in a while. No, he shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.